As Stephen Covey said, the key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. If I were to ask you what your top priorities are for this week, would you know? What about for the month or the next six months or a year? If you're not clear, then you're in the right place today. And even if you think you're clear, I encourage you to listen because priorities can and should change. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome to this episode of CEO on the Go. I hope you had a chance to listen to the previous episode called Time for Your Mid-Year Reset. In it, I offered a number of questions for you and your team to consider as you assess where you are and what you want to focus on for the balance of the year. Even if you didn't get a chance to listen, you can download the resource I created at workmatters.com forward slash reset. That's workmatters.com forward slash reset. It's been interesting to observe different reactions to the idea of doing a mid-year reset. Some leaders embrace the idea and they are having great conversations with their teams about the results that they want to get. They're, they're kind of getting a higher level view, looking at the work that they're doing instead of being caught up in the work that they're doing. And then there's some other leaders that say, wait, are we already halfway through the year? How is that even possible? They admit that mid-year has hit them by surprise and the idea of trying to take a pause and regroup just doesn't even seem possible given the day-to-day pressures that they're under. So whether you're taking time to reset or not, I wanted to go deeper on a topic that relates to resetting, and that's prioritizing or reprioritizing. I recently enjoyed leading a special session for a very engaged group of CEOs and senior executives in healthcare. They represented healthcare systems and hospitals within and outside the U.S. And when I asked for feedback about my session, I learned one of the most valuable parts of that experience was an exercise we did to help them get really clear about their priorities in a number of different areas, both business and personal. So I thought I would devote this short episode to the topic of prioritizing. And in case you're thinking, well, I already know what my priorities are, I encourage you to listen anyway. When you use some of the processes that I recommend, you might be surprised or even gain more clarity where you need it. There are probably some people on your team who need a little help prioritizing, so this may be useful for them. And priorities change for many reasons, changes in the business, in your personal family life, in our world, even in our community. As an example, in my own community, just last week, we experienced a tragic shooting in a church. Three people lost their lives. It's been a very difficult time where people are trying to make sense of it. They're coming together to offer prayers and support. So this kind of incident makes people focus more on safety, community support, and mental health issues. Those become more important. Not that they weren't already important. Now it's more of an imperative. And I'm on the board of the local crisis center in my area. So that kind of experience will help us as we look at our own priorities as a resource to our community, especially related to this kind of trauma. So think about where you were a year ago or even six months ago, and I'm guessing you might have some new priorities to focus on. 
First, there's some reasons or problems why it may be hard to be clear about your priorities. And I'll share three common ones that I see. Number one, people set it and forget it. You're simply continuing on the path that you started based on a goal that was set at that time. Now, the goal may have been set by someone else or a board. You're running hard trying to you know, to work toward that goal, but you're not taking the time to question and, and ask, wait a minute, is this goal still relevant given where we are now? Maybe you're afraid of what it might look like if you switch gears, but that's one of the problems is kind of the set it and forget it kind of mentality. Number two is a process problem. Maybe you don't have the process or system in place to evaluate your priorities clearly. It could be that you're not clear on the criteria for determining what's most important. Some leaders admit their priorities are determined by their inbox. Don't let that be you. Someone once said that your inbox is the place to go for other people's priorities. I forget who shared that exact quote, but it it rings true for me. Number three, this is the everything is important problem. Everything is important. That's when you're in meetings or you're working with your team and they're saying, yes, we've got to do this and that and the other. Uh, And when everything's important, you know what that means. Nothing is a priority. You find it really difficult to make decisions because everything seems to be important. So you risk diffusing your resources and being scattered and not really achieving results in any one area that truly is the most important priority. So here's the exercise I suggest that you try. For those of you who know me and have worked with me over the years, I know you're familiar with the prioritizing grid. It's been a staple in my toolkit since I started my business over 20 years ago. The source is Richard Bowles, author of What Color is Your Parachute? It's a classic book on life work planning. And I trained under him and have integrated many of the principles that he taught. Um, and I've, I've talked about the prioritizing grid in a couple of other episodes as well over the years. So if you're in a place where you can download this resource as you're listening, I encourage you to do that so that you can see the visual. If you're driving or walking, you can do this later, but still listen just to get the idea. You can find the prioritizing grid at workmatters.com forward slash prioritizing grid. That's workmatters.com forward slash prioritizing grid. Here's how it works. Think about aspects of your work that you enjoy most. And when you see this form, there's a place where you can list 10 of them in the A column. And I'm just randomly coming up with some that might be on your list. For example, problem solving might be one, or visioning, or developing other people, or public speaking, or building a team. Those are all very common types of aspects of work that leaders tend to to enjoy. For our purposes today and for the sake of time, we'll only be working with those five, although you could add more to your list. And I wanted to just quickly run down how this works. So if I were to have a conversation with you and say, if you could only spend time doing item number one, or only spend time doing item number two, which would you pick? So would you pick problem solving or visioning? Visioning or problem solving? You circle the number in the uh, left-hand side, either number one or two that you would choose, and then you continue on down the list. So if you could only do visioning or only be developing other people, which would you pick? So you circle item number two or three. If you could only develop other people or do public speaking, which would you pick? Or if you could only do public speaking or building a team, which would you pick? And then you continue to go through different variations of the the combination here. If you could only do problem solving or only public speaking, which one of those would you pick? Or if you could only do visioning or building a team, what would you pick? 
So you can see there are all kinds of, of combinations that require a forced choice here. It really makes you think differently. If you could only have one thing and not the other, which would you pick? So you'll need to work your way diagonally on the grid as you go, go down the diagonal line, circle the number, then tally the, the total number of ones and write it at the bottom. Then count all the number twos that you circled and so on. Get, keep putting those uh, tallies at the bottom. And then put the one with the most votes at the top of the second column. And instructions are on the grid itself if this isn't clear, which it's probably not because I'm just trying to explain it verbally. You really need to take a look at it to, to see it. So as you can see, this is a forced choice exercise. And it often appeals to analytical types. You have to look at each combination of choices and make decisions. It's, and it's the making decision part that's tough. People always say, wow, this is really challenging. And that's the point. You can prioritize almost anything using this grid. You can use it to prioritize your values or your skills, even where you want to live. You might have some items on your list if you're trying to determine where you want to live, you know, what's most important to you in the area in which you live. For example, what might be on your list? Do you want to live near water, by a dog park, in a city, outside the city, maybe in a great running area or near the mountains? Then if you have to go through each of those items and all the variations to, you know, compare them one against the other, I wonder what would come up at the top of your list. You might share this with your spouse or partner who might be having to make that decision with you to see what comes up on their list. You could share this grid with your kids to help them make decisions when they feel unclear or stuck. And here's another one I've never tried before, but I think it would be interesting what if you did a prioritization on what you need most in your work right now? What might be some items that you would prioritize? For example, would you need to feel a sense of accomplishment or feel a sense of purpose? Would you need opportunities to engage with people, you know, to feel connected? One, one CEO I was speaking with said, I really need to be connected to people. I, I don't want to be isolated and working alone. Maybe you need recognition an outlet for creativity. That's on my list. That's why this podcast exists. <laughs> One of the reasons. Um, maybe you need growth opportunity. So how would you rate each of those different items against the other in different combinations? Okay, I think you get the idea. So take some time to do this. You don't have to get off the grid to do this. Get it? You don't have to get off the grid. You have to stay on the grid. Use this grid. Let me know how you're using it and what's coming up at the top of your list. You can just shoot me an email or you can leave a voice recording on the podcast page of the, the website for the show, ceoonthegopodcast.com, or you can send me a message through LinkedIn. Would love to know any insights that you're gaining from this experience. Of course, there are other methods for prioritizing, like using surveys, assessments, or other types of grids techniques and processes, you know, depending on what it is that you're trying to prioritize. And maybe I'll cover some of those in another episode. I just wanted to start with this one since it has such a wide range of application. So that's all for now. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a good rest of the week maintaining focus on your top priorities now that you're really clear and doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. 
In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.